Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to episode five of our success journey. This podcast is part two of our exploration of passion and its role in success. We're just going to pick up where we left off on episode four. So enjoy. So how do I get to that point? Because I, I feel like you do. Sometimes even just, like I'm, I'm outgoing and I can talk to people, but sometimes it's just awkward talking to some people. Sure. And you just never know where the conversation might lead. But it's like, you see some of these people like that, you're saying that no matter what they do, it like turns into gold. It's like the Midas touch is really funny. But um, right. it's like, how do I acquire that? How do I get that? And, I, and the only thing I can think of is just practice. Just mm-hmm. talk to people. Just listen. Easier said than done. I understand, but yeah, I just keep thinking back to that hippie guy. He was just so happy to talk to anybody who would talk to him, and I thought that was psychosis. I thought he had an anti-social disorder or something. I thought he was weird. I thought he was schizophrenic. But really. He was so excited to get to meet all the new people he was going to meet. Because it always ends up well. Either he's got a new friend or he gets to hear a new story or a new business idea or a new opportunity or something. And to him, he was just so excited and so positive and so optimistic and passionate. And he was looking forward to the good things that were going to come out of it. And I'm so pessimistic and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody, you know. Who knows? They're going to take advantage of you or just be idiots and bother you or something, you know. I'm too pessimistic. Well, that's, that's kind of funny because, you know, everybody that I know that's successful that I've been able to talk to, and I don't know as many as you do, but everyone that I talk to, they're so open and willing to talk about. Way Not open. necessarily their specific idea, but they are open books. Like, yeah. like, they'll tell you how they did it, what they did, you know, here's some good books, here's some good information. Like, all right. you do is just talk to these people and it's really funny that that you bring that up because like this is the one thing that I've really noticed a lot of these people are open and unwilling to tell you how they did it because they're not afraid of you you know selling their business or whatever there's plenty to go around mm-hmm. and so it, it, it's just funny that you know we look at and by we I mean people who aren't always successful or trying to go down that path or even just the 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 pessimist who says it's too good to be true so it can't be true it's like right. it's like these people want to they want to give you this gold this golden information that, that you know the goose lays a golden egg but but because we think they're weird or or we just don't believe them that we just don't listen we don't talk to them it's just kind of ironic and sad and frustrating mm-hmm. i feel your pain <laughs> <laughs> but just thinking about how to like get passion you know, you want to surround yourself with passionate people and passionate ideas. And if you don't have anyone, listen to Automobile University, go through CDs, watch YouTube videos, put things in your mind that bring you up. But also meet people. Mm-hmm. Now, there's even here, I'm sitting here in the middle of Kansas where I'm sitting in my basement 95% of the time. I don't know anybody, anybody. And <laughs> out of nowhere, 
we met the dean of some med school somewhere and he's offering us to, you know hey you guys should come on down I, I could let you do some research over the summer do you need any internships do you need some letters of rec I mean he's just offering to throw help to us like crazy and it took two seconds they're around us all the time you know these people who are here to be our support and help us out and you know be our advocates and stuff to help us get where we want to get interesting that's crazy yeah go ahead sorry yeah well the other thing that i thought was interesting <clears throat> that simon Sinek was talking about that millennials don't get is not just developing relationships with people but the idea of like patience you know because it's easy to beat ourselves up he says one thing that millennials do is they go to their job he says, I don't know what his job is exactly, but he helps people. I don't know if he's a success coach or something. But he'll talk to people who work really hard through college to get a good job. They land a good job. And they've been there for, you know, a few months. And he'll go back and talk to him and say, hey, how's it going? How's the job? Is it what you wanted? And they'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm making good money, but I don't feel like I'm fulfilled. I'm not making an impact. I'm not going anywhere. So I think I'm going to quit. <laughs> And Simon's like, you've worked so hard to get here. What are you thinking? You've only been there for a couple of months. What do you think you're going to be CEO overnight? And he's like, because of our instant gratification culture, we kind of feel like we have failed if things don't work out right away. And even like, I know for me, we're starting this business and stuff and it's, we're just kind of hanging out and it's easy to get these ideas like, man, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I tried this business, I'm not making any money yet. It's easy just to beat up ourselves. Mm-hmm. But he says, you gotta be patient. He says, some things that really, really matter, like love, job fulfillment, joy, love of life, self-confidence, or like learning a skill, all these things take time. He's like, it's a long and arduous journey. And if you don't help, or if you don't ask for help along the way, you end up falling off the mountain. but it's a process and to recognize that and to recruit an army of people to help you do it so one of the key things if you're trying to regain that passion or find it in the first place or whatever is so what you're saying and what he's saying is kind of be patient with it just understand that it might not show up overnight that you're going to need to put some time and some effort in and yeah you're going through some rough days and do some drug <laughs> work and things like that but something will eventually pop up i mean mm-hmm. you know i and this is kind of where i feel like i am like i feel like I, i've started to regain a lot of that passion back and i'm starting to to focus my energy better and to to put myself in a better situation but there are days when yeah when it's just a bad day you know what i mean like sure. it just starts getting and i i know you know what i mean because you're still yeah. studying for the step and you're still in med school and you're still completely <sighs> surrounded by people. I at least have the luxury to be able to, to branch out a little bit because I don't have to study for hours and hours and hours a day. Like <laughs> you do. But, you know, it's been super beneficial to, to just every once in a while take, take a step backwards and just just uh, just remind myself that it's a bit of a process to get back to where I was. I mean, I was following my passions, and like you said, it's a long process to get to, to medical school. It's a long right. road. And why would I, and I, this idea came to me the other day when I was just getting down on myself. It's like, why would I, why would I be okay 
seeking that passion out and 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 really putting the time and effort into it for like a decade almost <laughs> right but i'm upset you know a year down the road that i haven't gotten to where i wanted to get to and things aren't what i was hoping it's like i was willing to put in 10 years but now i'm pissed off after just a few months what's going on it's <laughs> it's, it's good to remind myself of you know patience is key sometimes not to say that i'm wasting my time and just again sitting on the couch like we talked about last time i'm not mm. doing that i'm still actively moving forward but i i need to remind myself every now and then that yeah i may not have the passion back that i had before or at least i don't feel like i do but it's okay i have time it took me it took me a lot of time to develop that and to to nurture that and now i just need to to do it and gear myself to something else and that's not to say that i eventually won't go back into um you know i wanted to open my own pediatric practice I wanted to, to work with kids. I wanted to, to be able to work with families and help that whole dynamic and situation. Who's not to say I won't be able to do that in the future? I just can't do that right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just be patient. Three, three more feet. That's what I keep telling myself. Three more feet. Three more feet. Three more feet. But I don't know if the three feet is going to be the last three feet or if it's three <laughs> more feet. Often all we have is the next step that's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. so kind of in a a synopsis just kind of go back over the things we talked about so to regain the you know regain that passion or to to again re-nurture that passion what were some of the ideas we came up with well the first one is I don't know like I'm trying to think of what Mike Rowe would say it's not that passion's bad it's that follow opportunity and when you find success success breeds passion and the guy from the TED talk was saying that too he's like one good thing to do is just to look at all the little successes that you've had and sometimes the easiest successes are personal personal development you want to lose five pounds you want to learn how to run a four or 5k or marathon just you know do something some personal development and you can have success and success breeds passion to reflect on that and also the idea of who you surround yourself with is your minutia it is your environment it is your ambiance you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's hard to be a, a positive passionate optimistic person when all of the voices in your head are exactly not that Absolutely. I mean, I I used to work at a job where I would sit at a computer from 9 to 5 every day in an office building full of people who have worked there for like 40, 50 years making 10 bucks an hour, making like minimum wage their whole lives, and there is no upward mobility. There's no progression, and they're just stuck, and the place felt like a mortuary. And just going into that building and stuff was just... And you could look in the eyes of the people there and see that they were just dead inside. Really good people, but they had no futures, no careers or anything. And so what I would do is I brought my tape player and I loaded my desk up with over a hundred audiobooks. And I the second I got to work, I put my headphones on, I plug in a CD, and I would be transported to a completely different energy. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. If you can find people, and you can find people, the more you're willing to go out and talk to people and stuff, you find people wherever you are. 
but you can also just the ideas that you focus on the, the voices in your head you know that kind of defines your passion and if you're losing it go listen to something motivational go listen to Zig Ziglar it doesn't matter if you want to be a salesman or not just his passion is awesome or listen to Robert Kiyosaki or listen to the people who tell you you can do it you don't have to be magical or superhero you can do it and when you surround yourself with the idea that you can do it you can do it you can do it you're thinking switches to man I could do it I'm doing I'm gonna do it you know but you also gotta have patience with it and be in the moment you are doing it you're not there yet and maybe you can't do it alone and you're going to need a lot of help from a lot of people along the way. You're going to need mentors and friends and advocates and people who help you and you know, people who are on your side. But it's going to take some time to be patient with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To know what it is that success is, to have that real clear vision. So even when bumps in the road come, you know, like getting kicked out of med school, or some terrible thing happens, realize that was a means. We have to start back over. This whole business flops. Cool, you know? It still is just a means to an end of what our real vision of success is. And to be passionate about that. Like, it's there, and I'm working towards it, and I'm going to get there. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? What do you take from it? Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of it is... Um, even if you can't control your your immediate like people around you, if you legitimately can't find any passionate people around you, there's always right. digital people that are willing to uplift you. And and you don't have to spend money to find these people. Like I'm not saying be cheap and don't invest in yourself, but you don't have to start throwing down tons of money for something that you know may or may not be what you need at the time. Like there's all these opportunities, all these things to listen to, all these people to to search for. I mean, with the advent of YouTube and all these podcasts and you know things like that. There are plenty of positive, uplifting voices you can you can put into your head and and help generate ideas and help regain that passion. And I think uh, just kind of having this conversation, it's been a little bit of an eye opener. I really feel like I'm farther along the path to regaining that that I that I honestly like. I, I genuinely am farther along than I than I thought I was before we started having this conversation. Um, it's not easy, and it never will be. And and there's no it's not like your passion is the end all. It's like, no, my goal is, you know, financial freedom. My goal, you know, we have, we both have very similar goals. And so it's really good for us to, to, you know, work together. And it's been beneficial, especially for me. I don't know how you feel, but not everyone has that luxury. So just find your goal and find people that are going to help you or going to be that voice to help you along that way to, to find that goal. I think, I think far too often we think that, um, at least I do, that, that passion is something that I have to have 24-7. And if I, and if right. I just don't have this, this burning desire to, to talk about this or to do this, like it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay yeah. to, to you know, feel down. It's okay to not truly love your job. That's fine. Do what you <laughs> have to do at times. But just know that there's a, a different – like don't feel like you're stuck. Like – I talked to these people at work that I was telling you about that legitimately feel like they're trapped at work and they are so right. miserable. And it's like the only difference between them and me is I have a goal. Mm-hmm. And it's not a dream. It's not a wish. I have a goal and I have a rough plan laid out and I'm willing to, to 
do what I need to do to make that plan work or to to kind of ebb and flow with the path that's in front of me to get to my goal. Like that's the difference. And I think that's where the passion starts to sprout from. And I think that's where it really gets nurtured from is your, your end goal, your vision. Um, we were talking, I can't remember if this was in a podcast or, or what, but just the other day, we were talking about how, you know, if you really want to, to cement your goal and to make it a passion and make it, um, to make it that emotional drive and that motivation that you need. Like we were talking, you, you were telling me that, you know, sit down and envision it. Not only just picture it, but like if your goal is to, to be lounging on the beach every day of the year, smell the beach, smell the ocean, hear the waves crashing and create that emotional bond with your, with your vision, with your goal. And then that passion will just naturally follow. And it'll be easier and easier to to make those steps to to talk to people to to find. I mean, I had like I mean, just kind of looking back, I would have never guessed any of the opportunities or any of the people that I've met or anything would have turned out the way they did. But it's amazing the things that have happened in the last even six months. The changes that have happened are just dramatic. And that's not to say I'm I'm loaded and I'm making millions. So I'm back where I was financially, but my mindset is so much different like right completely different and so it's easy to see that that passion is starting to come back and like i said it's all about the goal it's not about like right. you know yeah i don't feel fulfillment in my job and i don't feel like i'm i'm pushing myself and it's easy to get down on that but it's like i know what my goal is i know what my end goal is and here's some some alternatives i'm using other than just going to work slaving day in and day out for you know living paycheck to paycheck it's easy to get burned out but I've been able to, to step back and take a more broad view of it and just be like, yeah, you know, I am where I am. I've met a lot of cool people. I've learned a lot of cool things and I've gained some unique skills that are going to be beneficial in the future with business ventures and things. But, you know, for me, the big takeaway is, is just find your goal and that will breed the passion. Like Mike Rowe said, you know, the when he was talking about the septic tank guy, he wasn't, no one dreams of cleaning septic tanks. I mean, somebody <laughs> might, but... But he he saw his goal and he saw that opportunity, pursued it, and he's happier now than he's ever been. Right. And it's not he's happy, you know, cleaning up fecal matter. It's just he's happy because he's he's reached his goal. He's attained what he wanted to get to. I think that's what passion is, and I think that's what has motivated this, that guy or you know all these other people is it's they had their they had their targeted mind, they had their vision, and they pursued that. And just keeping that vision in mind and and, and re-centering yourself on it daily if you need to for a while just to get focused on that goal. And then, then you start to work and you start to work harder and you start to see, you know, you, you see yourself getting closer and closer to the goal and it's easier to be more passionate, which is going to just make you get closer faster. And I kind of think that's where we are right now. We're right on that precipice of just, you know, so close to, to obtaining the goal that we have in mind it's literally just one or two more little things and that's going to be it you know it's just going to be this giant snowball effect that i don't know that we'll be able to stop you know what i mean and and in a good way so i kind of think it's i don't know that's just kind of what's running through my head hopefully that rambling makes sense but i agree we could actually turn this into a two-parter if you want to kind of running over yeah we can do that we can cut it and make it another one good catharsis well the thing that I thought was really cool about what Simon said 
is that I guess not. I don't know. He talks about how, like you're saying, you may not be passionate all the time, but it's just like a marriage or something. You know, you're not always honeymooning. You're not always in the super fatuation. It takes time and effort to build up this really strong emotional bond with someone you're married to. Mm-hmm. And I think passion's the same kind of way, you know? If you let passion lead you and you're always following your passion, the second your passion dwindles, you're just going to leave and have a bunch of half-finished products, half-finished projects and businesses and stuff. But as you work at it, it's like a marriage. It's like anything. It takes time and effort, and that passion will come and go, but the more success you have at it and the more you put into it, I think you do start to really deeply feel passionate about whatever it is you're doing. Agreed. I mean, I've been married a coming up on 11 years now i i get what you're saying <laughs> right it's not all honeymoon negative but you can't but, quit every time you, you have a little tiff or you get into an argument or something but that's what everyone wants to do i mean we right. sit around us all the time all these people have one little hitch come up and they're not committed mm-hmm. enough so they just throw in the towel and walk away and it's you know that's why we really have like a higher than 50 percent divorce rate right now because people can't but I think it's, work through the negativity. They can't view oh, the yeah. end goal. I think we have this idea that we need to be passionate all the time. We kind of beat ourselves up if we're not madly in love with our spouse every second of the day. Or if we're you know, pursuing something and we kind of dwindle and we don't have that passion all the time, we feel like something's wrong. But it's like a normal part. It's this growth and development of building ourselves into something completely new. I mean, neither one of us were born into, like, the successful upper class. We weren't taught how to think this way. We were taught very industrial age, 1920s, go to school, get a job, welfare mentality, stuff your mattress and save your pennies and pay off your debts and be afraid of everything. So this is a huge transformation that we're doing. And it takes time. Yeah. It's, I mean, because let's see, when did we first have this conversation? I mean, in all reality, it was probably before you left for med school, so 2013, 2012. I mean, it's been that long in the making for, for me, anyways. And you oh, talked yeah. about, you know, these people that you knew growing up and you knew these successful people, but it's taken this long. And, and that's not a negative thing, but it's taken this long for these ideas to start to become real. And, and there are things that we just we just need to learn along the way you know every once in a while I see someone that just catches fire and they overnight instant success great for them they were set up for it but we're going through this process where you know it's taken us years to learn what we need to learn and to to push through drudgery and to to you know do crap work that we didn't want to have to do but we still are doing <laughs> it just just because it's putting us that much closer to our goal and I think one of the things I've had to tell myself over and over and over again, especially over the last couple of years, when I've really, you know, really been focused and dead set on, on you know, this this idea of success and going through real estate and using this avenue, it, it, it didn't happen overnight, and it, it still, you know, hasn't been fruitful in the eyes of some people <laughs> around me. You know what I mean? They would deem that, well, it's been two years and you haven't made a single deal. Like you failed. Right. That's not the point. It's gonna, it's gonna be the snowball effect. You know, I'm just learning 
how to do it and I'm gaining the confidence and and the more I look at it the more I learn the more I know it's just going to be second nature here in a little while and it's just going to be the snowball effect and all it requires is just patience and, and it's easy for you know it's easy for us at this point to say you know all it requires is patience but when I had to be <laughs> patient it was very difficult there was no you know at times it didn't feel like there was anyone holding my hand or there wasn't any of these positive voices it's like I just need to keep moving forward because there was quite a few times even after we've had our conversations that it's like you know I can't do this this isn't for me this isn't going to work I just am not good enough this is it takes a different breed of person but like you said we're completely changing our mindsets we're completely changing our core values when it sure. comes to, to money to the way we view the world and a lot of this for me seems like it's sped up since we've started the business it's like like and I'm not going to go into all the details but like we pulled back the curtain and seen the wizard you know I see the <laughs> secret and it's not as glamorous as I thought it was and so it, it's like you know I put all this time and effort and energy into trying to figure this out and now that I see it it's, it's so simple right. it's such a simple concept that even if this fails like there's just another one like I've learned so much from just even the few months that we've had this business up and running I've learned so much from it that it's like if I had to start another one it's going to be a lot easier and it's going to be better and there's going to be you know there's mistakes that we've made that we've been able to see been able to catch and who knows there's mistakes we haven't seen you know hopefully this business takes off if it doesn't we'll just start another one and another one and right. another one until we get to where we want to be I mean you asked me this question earlier today it was really funny. It's like, why aren't we millionaires yet? You know, this, this, <laughs> this neighbor of mine is selling this product that doesn't even make any sense. Doesn't make any but sense. It works. And people are buying it. And, and it's like, like you said, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to come up with this grand idea that changes the world and, or even sell anything that's of actual value. Like, you just need to have this mindset. You need to essentially understand the consumer and all this kind of stuff and, and that's not the the point of what I'm talking about it's like we've had to completely revamp our thinking right. so that we start thinking like these people that are successful so we start thinking like these successful entrepreneurs and successful salesmen and these successful companies what are they doing that we're not doing it's you know there's been these things that we've seen that it's like oh my gosh it's so simple now but <laughs> four months ago I had no idea and so it was still just in the dark and it's been this process of waiting and learning and studying and growing and developing and and you know making these mental transitions from from you know I mean when we first had our first conversation you were saying you wanted to be wealthy and I was like oh that's not for me I just want to be comfortable I was that guy I just I just want to be be comfortable and and have my house paid off and have enough to get by you know mm -hmm. part of it stemmed from the whole no something which you talked about before but part of it was I just honestly didn't believe that it could happen I didn't believe this was an actual thing because of the values I had because the ideas of finances and money and the world that I had and it's taken you know four or five six years for this all to turn around and change in my head to where you know I'm not the same I don't think the same anymore as I did at that point or as I did you know 
five years ago, 10 years ago, a year ago. I'm constantly changing, constantly updating. And it's, it's hard to change the core values. Really, at times it's like trying to quit an addiction. And I'm right. not saying that old mentality is an addiction, but it's like it's so easy to fall back onto that because that's what we've conditioned ourselves for mm-hmm. or we've been conditioned to, to do and to think. But we're having to change all that. And so when I'm stretching out of my comfort zone, I catch myself at times wanting to, to, to skirt back and to hold back solely because I'm uncomfortable. Not because I'm not because I foresee things going wrong or, or anything. It's just because I'm going outside of that conditioned thinking that I had before. But every time I push forward, I mean it was hard for me to to commit and just kinda throw down money to, to have a mentor. But as soon as I did, even just paying for the mentor changed the way I was thinking about money, which sounds kind of idiotic, but it, it really did. Like when I started committing to invest in myself on something other than you know didactic education, but actual like practical education, it started changing the way I think and the way I the way I look at things and it's helped cemented these ideas that you've been trying to beat into my brain for so long. <laughs> so it, it patience has been key. And at times I know I'm not patient and it's not a virtue that I own, but it's been so crucial in making this work. And in, and in, and that's the key. And I think that's honestly why like, I feel like we're, well, that we're right on this precipice and we're right you know, about to go over that last hill and to see Shangri-La, see the promised land kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely feel that way because the way I've changed my thinking, it's like, we really are that close. We genuinely are so close to our goals that it's just one last little effort or push or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be this business or the next business or whatever. But there's just that one last thing, and as soon as that kicks in, the the groundwork has already been laid, and it's just going to be this awesome transition to to almost look back at and to to see how quickly it progressed near the end, near you know where we are, how quickly mm-hmm. this is going to work for us. Like it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just a year ago, I would have never even thought this was possible. It was still like, yeah, I. I you know, I'm starting to change and starting to think and yeah, I could be successful and be wealthy, but it's going to take a long time. It's going to take me a decade to get what I want. But it's like, right. I don't know. I just needed to change the way I was thinking. I needed to change my mindset. And that's where books like Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich are so crucial because mm-hmm. he goes through and he interviews all these people and what made people like Henry Ford and and um, Carnegie and all that what made them different than everybody else and it was really just their mindset that's what separates the successful from the unsuccessful you know what makes these athletes super phenomenal it's not God given talent I mean to some (laughs) that it is but like you look at like Michael Jordan he talks about how he cut from his high school team or, or whatever and he sucked but it was just that patience and he changed his mindset about the game and he just changed the way he thought and that changed everything well that's kind of where we're at right now at least that's where i feel like i'm at i can't speak for you but to me like just having this patience to let these changes happen to put me in a position to where i see the opportunities now 
I legitimately see the opportunities. It's not like, oh, well, yeah, this this is a good thing and it worked for that person, but now I got to come up with my own path. You know, you, just recently we started working on a game and we we talked to one of your buddies to help us get it all situated. It's like, there's we're so close to having that done. Like, <laughs> we, we really are. And it, it, it snowballed so quickly. And even if we don't make a ton of money off it, it was still a good hobby. It was still a oh, good yeah. side gig, a good side hustle. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, that's okay. But it was just, you know, we'd had, we talked about, you know, making a game a year or two ago. And it was like, oh, I thought in my mind, what's going to take us forever to come up with that and to actually have <laughs> an idea and to, to create the game and to make it all work out. But it's like, no, because I've changed the way I view the world and the way that I think. And I've reconditioned and I'm still working on it. It's a work in progress, but I've reconditioned the way I think. It just has gone so much quicker because it's not it's not like I have to to go back to that old school thinking. It's 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 just changed like I, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but I no longer is like I no longer think the way that I used to and it just that's not holding me back so much anymore. And I really feel like that's one of my huge limiting factors, at least a year ago or five years ago, that's what helped me back. It's just what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Right. One of the things that I've been thinking about lately, and it just randomly appeared on like a suggestion for a YouTube clip or something. Like we said, speaking of YouTube, if you don't have any money and you want to surround yourself with these positive vibes or whatever, YouTube's a great way to do it. And some of you doing, I'm on YouTube whenever I'm feeling lower. I just need to pick me up or something. And one suggestion that came up was uh, a video on what's called imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And this is a big thing that can really take the wind out of your sails, especially mm -hmm. someone like you and me. Yes. We come from this, you know, background of not being wealthy and having this kind of imprinted idea on us that we're not the right breed of people. Like you were saying earlier, you know, we're not the right type. We're not, that's not us. And to transition our sense of self-identity into that is us is a trick. And there's always this kind of transition zone where you have this imposter syndrome. And especially in medical school, we've, a lot of us med students face this where you get so far and people start calling you, you know, doctor so-and-so and you, you're in the hospital walking around and people look up to you and you think, I don't deserve this. I'm not the right kind of person. You know, doctors are a special kind of people. Mm -hmm. Successful business people are a special kind of people. I'm not that guy. And you feel like you're an imposter. Which is and funny because you did all the groundwork to get to that point. You oh, yeah. aren't an imposter, but you feel that way. So but you, how did you overcome that? Or You know what I mean? Yeah. What's one of those things? Like the video clip on YouTube was talking about how I love the, the metaphor they used was it feels like you're an actor. You did do all the things to get into medical school and to do everything you're supposed to, but you feel like an actor who's pretending to go through the motions. You're like an actor pretending to fly a plane, but you don't really feel like you're qualified. You know, it's like us. Well, we're just going through the motions. And it's one of those things where do you really believe that this could happen? And sometimes for me, it's easy to fall back and be like, man, what am I thinking? I'm just going through the motions and I'm just doing what I see rich people do. But 
how is this going to work out? This has never worked out for me before. What am I doing? I don't know. And these thoughts can start to come in that I'm just kind of an imposter. I'm just an actor pretending like I'm going to be a successful person one day. And that imposter syndrome can just deflate all the passion out of your cells immediately. <laughs> Term one, med school, yep. Oh my gosh. Or business one. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you order your first product and you do all these things and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm doing all this stuff. But in the back of my head, I'm like, how successful am I really going to be? I mean, can I do this? And it almost seems like the people who are good at business and being successful and getting the kind of lifestyle they want it almost seems like they have some superhuman innate quality like they're just the type of people who are meant to be successful you know mm-hmm. and like i have to remind myself talent. oh yeah i mean this guy you know he's just really lucky he's really good at what he does i could never be like that you know i'm a totally different person i have to sit down and remind myself you know that idiot my dad's friends with? They make a ton of money. I'm way smarter than that person. I know enough rich people who are just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and that was what the the video even talked about, is when you put people on a pedestal and you only see the good things in their life, it's easy to feel like they're some kind of special person. You know, they, of course, of course they're successful, you know. Their crap doesn't stink. You know, they're superhuman. But when you find out that everyone kind of has the same insecurities and the same doubts and everybody has the same questioning am i really the type of person to be successful and they doubt themselves sometimes and they've had struggles and they have problems in their lives and they have all these things i mean i always have to remind myself like people like tony robbins super successful billionaire owns his own island he's divorced he has his own family problems and all kinds of other stuff i mean he's not perfect and even talks about how he would struggle with depression and he had a hard time at different points in his life you know and to realize the flaws of these people that i really look up to and that i'm not somehow different that we're all the same but to get over that imposter syndrome like could you and i really be millionaires i mean really no one in our families has ever been anywhere that rich. Nope. But I think one of the key things that's helped, at least helped me, is, again, going back to patience. Sure. I just keep doing the things that I know I need to be doing to be that person. Mm-hmm. You know, the the whole be, do, have. Be that person. And it will, you know, I will have, the you know, the, the vision that I have and, and all that. To me, it's like, this is, you know, what it took to get through med school. It's just that patience and just keep riding it out and understand that this is something that everybody is going through it's easy to to sit back and see it now and we're kind of in that same boat there are times when it's like you know do i really think that i can do this do i really think that this is possible to you know you know have the vision that i have and like you said to be millionaires there are times Mm -hmm. that answer is no but it's it's solely based off that imposter syndrome and the only way i overcame it before was just keep doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing and just understand that you know my path is different than other people's paths and that my journey is going to be different but there's there's hang up some flaws that they have like you said nobody's nobody's perfect nobody's been able to to go through life unscathed if you will there are always going to be these flaws and these issues and these struggles and these trials just keep pushing through because this is just one of them 
you know, patience is key here. And it's so easy to say, but it's so hard to say in the moment. So. You almost don't even want to admit that you kind of doubt, you know. You don't want to well, say it out loud. You kind of acknowledge that it's there, give it power or something. But, you know, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Am I really good enough? Can this really happen to me? Can success really happen to me? But I think it, the more you experience it, the more you kind of accept that this is who you are now. Mm-hmm. It reinforces it, you know. Yeah. You start with little successes and build up. And I think that's really the big thing that stands between anybody and having major, major success right out of the gate. Because mentally you couldn't accept it. You wouldn't believe it. It wouldn't. It couldn't be real. You wouldn't even accept it. But as you get a, a success you can believe in, then it expands your belief, your mind, your ability to accept it. Well, you know, maybe I could do a little more. And you get that and a little more. You know, just starting a business. That was a big step. Mm-hmm. That was difficult. <laughs> right. But once you do it, you're like, you know, yeah, I'm the type of person who can start a business. I can believe I can start a business. And then placing a pretty big order, putting down a little more money than I used to be spending on something like that yeah. you know yeah and then starting to see like the products are starting to get shipped and see pictures of our logo on our product oh, and I stuff know. and that these successes awesome. that was so awesome. right yes and as you get used to successes you can kind of accept bigger and bigger successes i think you Absolutely. kind of outgrow the imposter you get used to it. you Absolutely. adopt a new identity i think one big thing that's going to help um, is when this deal with my grandparents' house finally goes through. Like I keep racking my brain and just bouncing back and forth between different ideas, and you know, and that whole back and forth of I can't make this happen. I can make it happen. I'm gonna do it. Well, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And it's like I really feel that once I just get past that and get this taken care of and get the transaction completed and, and get the rental property going, that that's gonna be this huge confidence boost. It's only just gonna progress forward and it's going to be like oh yeah I, made, I was able to make this work I know how to do this I can do this I can be this guy I can be this person I think um, the key is just riding out and just just congratulating and, and relishing those successes like like one thing that, that has helped me like you know when we started the business it, we went my wife and I went out and we went to dinner that night it was like you know this is a huge step we did a huge oh, yeah? thing like I mean, it, it is a big thing. You know, it, it seems trivial now, but it was a big step forward for both of us. You know, to actually, <laughs> like, we're... slap our names onto a business and to create <laughs> a tax identity and to, to, to know that, you know, we're going to be dumping, you know, thousands into this, but it's going to pay dividends in the end. Like, that's a huge step. And it's just making these, these next steps a little easier and a little easier and a little easier. And you, you look at people that are super successful or people that are doing these huge transactions in real estate or starting these massive businesses, they started out little steps too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. But you gain confidence off of those steps and you start outgrowing that imposter syndrome. You start you start realizing that this just BS. Like you are mm-hmm. this person. You can you can be that. You can you can do whatever you want to do. You can have your goal and your vision. It just takes, you know, just have these little successes. And and I think one of the key things that's really helped me is to acknowledge those little successes 
and to right. to relish them. Not so much that reflect it's like, back on them. Yeah, and not so much that yeah. I I stopped doing and stop you know trying to get other successes, but it's like that was that was a huge step. That was a big deal, you know. It's it's good to acknowledge, and um, you know I can't remember where we were having this conversation about, but I just kept going back to you know I just kept thinking while we were having this conversation. One of the key things is just acknowledge your your successes. Like like it's easy to get down on yourself. It's easy to see the negative, but you you look at any little success you've had and just acknowledge it, and you'll start to see more. And you, it was the gratitude conversation. You start to see more, and you start to see more, and and it's good to to step back and to see these things because then you start to to open your eyes to more and more and more and more and then you just start hungering after these successes and then it just becomes easy and it becomes second nature and that you know, and there's your passion yep yep so i kind of think going essentially going full circle on our conversation is do the little things that you need to do keep you keep the end goal in mind surround yourself with positive uplifting voices I know that this imposter syndrome is it's it's gonna be there and everyone's gonna face it. And, and it's it normal. is a real thing, but just know that it's all in your head. It's just it's just that one of those <coughs> negative voices. That's all it is. It's just that doubt, that lingering doubt. Because it's easy to fall back onto who I was before. I mean it would be so easy for me to walk away from all this and just be like, Well, it failed. Let's just go back to what I was before, live paycheck to paycheck and just kind of get by in life. Because I've always done that. I know I can keep doing it. Exactly. But I need to remind myself, you know, I've had this success. I've had this success. I've done this. I've done this. And and I can just take these stepwise, you know, movements forward to, closer to my goal. And it just it's getting closer and closer. And the picture's becoming clearer and clearer. And, you know, there are days that legitimately, like, I feel so close to where I want to mm. be, even though nothing technically has happened financially like i just feel so close <laughs> because you know this imposter syndrome pops up less and less now like before it was like i told myself i could be successful i could be wealthy i could have you know the vision that i have in my head but i hadn't really done anything for it you know started a business i found mentoring i figured out that you know hey there's some pretty and i don't want to be rude but there's some pretty dumb people that are very successful you don't right. have to be intelligent. But like we were saying earlier, you and I were fairly well educated. We can <clears throat> we can teach ourselves how to learn this information and pick up information. Like I was listening to this um, this webinar with my mentor and I had brought up this scenario that I have going on and I walked through like all the steps and he's like he told me straight up, he's like, I wouldn't have thought of this until I was into the investing four or five years. So you're you're doing awesome. Just keep moving forward. And for me, like that's a victory yeah i haven't closed the transaction but just because just that i was able to think the way that he thinks and to, right. to know and have that reassurance that that i'm i'm there i just need to to have that confidence to to do the first transaction make that happen and then it'll just it just moves forward because because you know i put myself under that position and i and i've changed the way i've thought and i've you know what I mean? And this isn't me getting on my soapbox. I don't want it to sound like that. But it's like because of these changes that we've made, we've reconditioned our our our, our train of thought, our our basically rudimentary views of the world. <laughs> we've reconditioned that. At least I feel that I have. 
it's made this goal of success clear and it's made it more crisp and like it's so close i can almost feel it you know what i mean like i, th- I think that's huge and and that's something that, that like i'm not just saying it like i legitimately feel like i'm just right around the corner from having having success and and this is a success in and of itself just the fact mm-hmm. that i've been able to recondition myself and this is right. where i need to be this is where like i said napoleon hill think and grow rich this is where those men were they were you know there's obviously things i still need to do and i still need to work it's going to be a daily grind and there's no end end all where i've made it and i and i'm i'm there until you reach your goal but this is where carnegie was this is you know this is the way he thought just the way i'm thinking and the way i see things you know what i mean so it's just been a long process but but being able to ride it out it's been really exciting really hard it's been drudgery it's been frustrating at times it's been really difficult hearing those negative voices both internally and especially externally but you just stay the course and just keep pushing forward and you'll get to this point where it's, it's just this cascade and it, it's such a relief and and you know even just having this, this conversation that we've been having over the podcasts like before we started doing this I really felt like like my passion was gone it's not gone it's just changed it's just in a different place it's just it's just something that I need to to refocus and put back onto a goal you know I had pursued that goal for so long that once that goal was gone I felt like I had lost the passion the passion was never gone I just needed to pick it up and refocus it I needed to reshape it to where it would get me where I want to be and really the passion was never in medicine per se the passion was in in taking care of my family and being able to have that life fulfillment to take care of others at the same time my my whole intent of going to med school wasn't to take care of others it was to take care of my family it mm-hmm. just so happened that I was able to do that altruistic you know view and take care of others and provide you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't know what are your thoughts on it where do you, what are your thoughts on kind of the, the last few months or, or just <clears throat> this transition and the whole imposter syndrome and passion and all that kind of stuff yeah, no, I think in medical school itself, we've had to face a lot of these because, <clears throat> you know, you get imposter syndrome, you lose your passion, things get hard, you wonder if it's even worth it anymore, if you're the type that can even do it. Like, the, the hardest thing I had to face was realizing that, you know, I wanted to be like a radiologist. I really love human anatomy. I really love that science. I really, really enjoy it. But to come... To the brass tacks realization that I'm not going to be a radiologist and I was sitting on the island one day when that kind of really hit me and it was this kind of epiphany that this dream that you wanted this thing that you really have always kind of really wanted didn't even dare to speak it out loud because you didn't want it to, to jinx it mm-hmm. you, you can't be that that's not in your realm of possibility. That's not going to happen. You don't get to be the doctor you want to be. And that instantly killed all my passion. Made it like a, a prison sentence. You know, it was a, a really hard thing for me. But I think through it, I've had to like refocus and be like, well, 
what was the point of all this? Why did you want to be a radiologist? You know, why did you want to be a doctor? Why did you want to do this? And all of the things that I wanted to do are still possible. Nobody can tell me that my dreams aren't possible. They just may look differently. I want to be a radiologist, you know, because I could help people. I could really make a difference in the world. And I feel like I have a skill with visual stuff. And it's like, well, I still can help people. I still can utilize the talent of visual stuff and I've gotten into photography and it's worked really well and I found a lot of fulfillment through it. You know, I wanted to find financial freedom because radiologists make enough money to pay for their families and they don't have to like stretch paycheck to paycheck. And I can still do that. And everything that I wanted, what I focus on really what my goal is, what is the end stage, what is the end game, what I want is all still attainable. It just is going to look a little bit different. And with imposter syndrome, I think that's just something that you have to outgrow. Because it's not there all the time. It's just like passion. Sometimes you're passionate and sometimes you kind of have those doubts. And sometimes it goes back and forth and stuff. But I think the more you move into this new identity of like your successful self, your kind of idealized version of yourself you just kind of start to grow into it. Like I've spent years being a pre-medi going, could I ever get into med school? Could that ever happen to me? Could I even get that far? And it took me a year or two to really accept the fact that, yeah, I'm, I'm in med school. I got to be a doctor. <laughs> you know? yeah. And it just took time to grow into it. And then what I realized is after the imposter syndrome left, I realized being in med school is not even that big of a deal. It's like, oh, everybody I know is in med school. I mean, you can't go anywhere on the island or in my school or any of the people I hang out with and be like, hey, I'm in med school. Because most of the people I hang out with have become doctors. And they're like, oh, who didn't go to med school? Yeah. And so what I realized is there's always a next level. And it's good to acknowledge that there's that next level. I think that's what keeps that passion, that hunger alive. It's just knowing that there's always that next step you can take. There's always that next thing you can do. There's always that next there's that next goal you can have that you can achieve. It keeps you hungry. It keeps you moving forward. It stops you from it's, stagnating. It's kind of a weird transition where it goes from like unachievably on a pedestal to being so blasé that you're like, oh, I don't even think about it anymore. I really want something else. I want something bigger. (laughs) Yeah. It just happens with time and success, I think. And you're always moving to the next level. But you develop this belief in yourself. After you see so many successes that you've had, you start to believe that you are successful. You can be successful. Anything you put your mind to, you can do. And that's one thing that I learned in med school just from all the challenges I had to face is I can teach myself anything. I can learn any topic. I can grab any book and teach myself. I can learn anything. I really believe that. And since then, I've taught myself photography at a professional level, and I've made thousands of dollars. (laughs) You know, and I've taught myself a lot of things, and I've. it's because of the belief that I can be successful, and that perpetuates more success. Mm -hmm. As you transition into this idea that you are a successful person in this journey that we're on, you know? Yeah. And stuff. Anyway, we'll probably chop this into two then. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did ramble quite a bit there. Oh yeah, which is the total purpose of this. Yeah, it was good though. 
So you think passion is back? I don't think it was ever gone. I think that's the realization I had. I just think that I put myself in a position where the passion was useless for me. So it wasn't ever going to do anything. What's the point of being passionate if you're miserable? Right. And so, I mean, until we got to the point, until I got to the point where, you know, this January, where it's like, I'm just going to root out negativity. Until I got to that point, I, like, passion for anything wouldn't have done me any good. It really wouldn't have. It would have been fruitless for me. It would have just been a frustration. You could be passionately negative. Yes. I would have been. I am passionately believing that nothing good is going to happen. Yes. (laughs) When in all reality, I just needed to root out that negativity to see. And again, it's all, for me, the key was relishing in the successes. Like, that was huge for me. Like I said, you know, when we started the business, when we did our first order, when we when we've made these steps, it's like, yeah, they seem trivial now, but at the time I really acknowledged how big of a step that was for us. And I think that's what's kind of helped propel things forward. And and like and I'm not just saying I legitimately feel like we are right on the precipice of making great things happen for us. Like, I legitimately feel, like you said earlier this year, this is going to be a really good year. I firmly believe that. I absolutely do. And to me, I genuinely think that once I get my grandparents' house transaction resolved and I just get it taken care of, it's just going to be this huge reaffirmation that it's like, look, that's, this is who I am. I, I can do this. I'm a businessman. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a real estate investor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I can be well. A game I, developer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just all these little things. I never would have done on my own until you uh, had said, hey, let's make, a, let's make a game. Okay. Well, the first few times you brought it up, I was like, no way. I can't do that. And then you brought it up like oh. two weeks ago. It's like, okay. We just started clicking away and we're almost done. Right. It's crazy. Well, that's all the time we have for this podcast. Thank you for joining us for part two of passion and its role in success. We'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.